Welcome to My on Mondays, an explorative approach to the possessive my through narratives, art, and sound. Each Monday brings a new creation and unique perspective. My on Mondays is brought to you by Ming Studios, a contemporary art space and international artist residency program dedicated to the exhibition, experience, and exploration of arts and culture. Along with exhibiting artists from around the world, Ming also serves the community by hosting innovative programs including performances, workshops, screenings, readings, artist talks, and other cultural activities. For more information or if you'd like to participate in My on Mondays, you can visit our website at mingstudios.org. Hello and welcome to the 82nd episode of My on Mondays. My guest today is folk musician Jesse Blake Rundle, who just released his second album, Next Town's Trees, in March. This album, as well as his first, Radishes and Flowers, were both born from periods of intense personal change in his life. In our conversation today, Jesse tells us the stories behind the recordings, his musical and familial foundations, and how those two things intersect as well as his current relationship to music and how he's moving forward. You know I'm a big fan of your um, music, and you now have two albums out. Uh, the first is Radishes and Flowers, and now you have Next Town's Trees, and both are really fantastic. And, Thank you. Um, they both come from very personal periods of your life and so I'd love for you to tell us uh, for the listeners who have not yet heard your music a little bit about each album yeah they I'm really proud of both albums and they're so different to me um, mostly because they came from a different place in my life where the radishes and flowers album just kind of happened to me almost where I was uh, playing guitar for the first time in like a decade and I wanted to write songs but I didn't really know what to do with lyrics and so I started singing Wall Stevens poems over the guitar parts I had and it just kind of captured me and I, I just I did it very compulsively for about a year and wrote a bunch of a bunch of songs with that method and at the time, I had no idea why I was doing it or why I was writing from his poems instead of writing my own lyrics. Um, but in the course of doing that project, I realized that I, I think I was like processing um, grief that um, you know, my mom had passed about seven years before I started writing that project. Or, and it just think that I had I felt like I had lost my voice a little bit. I didn't know what to say in the world. Mm. And somehow using Wall Stevens' words to sing and to speak and to find my own singing voice was really freeing. And that's kind of like what caused the compulsion. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm like doing psychoanalysis on myself, which is always a little brisky. Mm -hmm. But like something was happening there. And mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what, but it, it when I was done with it, I was like, oh my gosh, I I I wanna do this. And um I remember trying to write 
lyrics in that time. And like the one song that kind of stands out from that time where I wrote lyrics was um, the lyrics were, I've got nothing to say. I don't know anything at all. And mm. I just repeated that over and over again. And I just felt that at the time that like, I don't have anything wow. worth saying. Um, not that I felt like a worthless human or something. just like, I just don't have anything to add to this. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And think that project allowed me to kind of find my voice and realize that maybe I didn't have anything new or useful to say, but I had things to say anyway. So I was just going to do it. And um, that's kind of how the second album came about. So, yeah. well, gosh. And I, I mean, I, I do want to say too, what you did with those poems is, is so beautiful and you were saying so much you know i think you really you were taking something and expressing it in a way that was very uniquely you and a and a way like i don't know if i would have had the same experience or you know i had never read wallace stevens before i listened to your uh -huh. music and i did go back and read some of the poems and i and i don't know that i if i would have felt them in the same as deeply as I did uh, you know mm. if I had read them before listening to your music yeah I think there's something so interesting about that I I went back and of course listened to every musician or composer that has written from Wall Stevens poems and the, like the breadth of interpretation is just mm -hmm. wild mm -hmm. um and there's something really cool that happens there where you're like using someone else's words that seemingly have a meaning, but everyone feels them differently and brings yeah. them to life differently. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So you were definitely saying something original, you know? Yeah. And like on accident, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then moving on to your new album, Next Town's Trees, you're definitely saying you definitely have something to say now. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, how this album came about and the sort of theme behind it. Yeah, there's like the practical side and the personal side here. The practical side is like I knew I wanted to keep making music and I didn't want to be the, the poetry guy uh, <laughs> writing song cycles. Mm -hmm. And I had written poetry in the past, but it had been a while. So I just started developing a writing practice like while I was recording that Radishes and Flowers album. So by the time I was done, I just I had, you know, a couple hundred pages of, of writing to work through to try to find something. Okay. Um, and I just, you know, like, just really trying to develop a practice, writing from prompts and mm -hmm. exploring myself and all that kind of stuff. And I wrote a lot of really terrible things and a few good things. Mm -hmm. And um, once I started writing some more songs, I was going back to that set of poems and writing snippets that I had and starting to turn them into songs. Um, and through that, was able to you know, figure out how to like what kind of voice I wanted to have in singing, like what kinds of things made sense to sing about. And mm -hmm. then like while that was happening, I uh, went through a bunch of big personal changes too, where I ended up coming out and starting to date men, which 
you know, brought with it a ton of emotions and experience, like pretty intense experiences, both good and bad. Um, and I just had a lot that I wanted to say. Um, and so I, by the time that was really happening, I like, I felt like I had a voice where I knew how I wanted to kind of compose songs and how I wanted to structure lyrics. And um, I just was writing constantly in that like 2020, 2021 kind of time and came up with that collection of songs, Next Town Streets, which ended up being, you know, a couple different themes. One is like the love, the love story and coming out and like exploring myself. And then the other is more of like the, the, anger side of like leaving something behind leaving behind some of the struggles i had with my the church i used to be a part of and some of the family experiences i had with coming out that were painful Mm -hmm. um and and those two you know really fit well together it's like looking looking back at the old things trying to figure out how i felt about them and looking forward towards the new things and that's really what that album's about Yeah. Well, that leads me into my next question, actually. Um, You know, reading your bio and also knowing the story behind the first album, it it sounds like you come from a really close-knit family. And Mm -hmm. um, the church was very um, central to your experience and your upbringing. Uh, a fundamentalist religion. And so I'm really curious. Um, you mentioned some of your family's reactions. Um, what has that been like for you in such a close knit family? You're coming out and, um, and, you know, I'm not asking for any dirty details or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's so central to the to the to your personal story right now and the story of the album that you just released yeah it's it's right there on the surface um it's i'd say that it has been mostly really good actually Mm -hmm. that um a lot of the fears i had did not become real at all um but there was there were some hard things like Specifically, the relationship with my dad has been difficult since then. Um, I think it's just it's hard for for a for a family that really shares that one core thing, like the, mm-hmm. the Christian evangelical faith. Yeah. It's hard to for a family to process that. It's like, okay, how do we relate to each other now that we all have different beliefs? Um, yeah, and whether those are, you know, like everyone ends up in a different part of the faith and then I end up outside of it. And so I think that's been really hard for the family, for everyone to figure out how do we relate to each other? Um, mm-hmm. How do we remain like that kind of intimacy um, while also acknowledging those differences in yeah. how we want to live our lives? Yeah. <laughs> it's something I, a, a lot of families can relate to. I guess and absolutely yeah. yeah and and so another integral part of your upbringing was your musical foundation you were a very musical family and and so I'm yeah I'm curious what you brought with you from that foundation and if there is anything that you've left behind as you've moved into your I mean 
your own way of um, a living and also being a musician. Yeah, I, you know, my mom was an excellent pianist, and she and I really shared a love for classical music. And um, so we got a lot of my musical education through that. And, you know, while I was listening to pop and rock and rap and stuff, I was also listening, like playing Beethoven with my mom. And so that musical tradition really sticks with me. I, I love, the thing I love about that music is that it's like not afraid to be grand or even grandiose <laughs> um, and really try to like go for the biggest emotions possible mm-hmm. yeah. in a really sincere way. And I still love that. And I search for it in, in writing my own songs. Um, and then texture is also so important. And especially in the, uh, in either, either solo piano playing, which I'm really familiar with or in orchestral composing that the textures really drive the emotions um, mm-hmm. throughout those compositions. So I, I really hold on to a lot of that stuff close as I'm writing even if I'm writing like guitar and synth songs, it still is part of my uh-huh. musical language. Um, and then you asked about like leaving something behind. I spent a lot of time singing in choirs. Um, specifically in college, I was saying a lot of like Renaissance polyphony music, like Palestrina and William Byrd mm-hmm. and early Bach stuff. Um, so I got really used to that kind of choral, pure tone singing style. It really, um, yeah, it really shows in your work, in a in a such a yeah. fantastic way, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been, it's like I can't ever get rid of it. I love that music, <laughs> but I've also figured out that like I need to, like, learn my own way of expressing that still feels authentic. Because in choral music, you're always trying to blend instead of like push your voice or, um, so. That was, I think that's the biggest change for me between those two albums is in the newer album, I'm able to like enter new emotional spaces with my voice because I'm getting a little bit away from that oral style of singing. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking about the different types of music and you mentioned in your bio that you're working on an EP of songs that didn't fit into the theme of Next Town's Trees and you talked a little bit earlier about um your songwriting process but i i which is something i'm always really curious about with other musicians um and you did answer part of my question when you were talking earlier about radishes and flowers how it just sort of um it just sort of happened that you didn't necessarily know that you were writing an album and I'm curious how you, it sounds like you're coming from a much more intentional place now when it comes to songwriting. So I'd love to hear more about what your current process is. Yeah, I think I just have a lot more skill, I guess, at this point to understand how to put a song together. It doesn't feel as accidental. Um mm-hmm. But the root of my process is still pretty much the same. I, you know, I like to sit on my front porch and kind of strum the guitar until I find something that I like and then chase it. And then usually start, usually start with that guitar. And then I start humming a melody over it. And then sometimes words come to me then. Um, 
sometimes I just leave it as a as a melodic line that I need to write words to later. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it's really my process is um, just getting into that space where I can create freely and where I feel like melody or a structure or an emotional arc kind of uh, appear to me out of the instrument and the voice. Um, That's usually how it works. And sometimes lyrically, like I, I know, I know what I'm trying to write and I write it all in one, in like one instance. Other times it takes me a year to figure out what the lyrics are supposed to be. And it's mm-hmm. a really cumbersome process. <laughs> yeah, I I can relate with that. I feel like um, I, I don't like to go too much into myself in these um, conversations, but uh, do you have a, a sort of a sense when a song is going to happen? Like for me, sometimes it is a slog and it one song will take a lot longer. And then there's other songs that will just come out really fast. But I do have always have a sense like if one is is going to happen or if one is just it's just never, never going to be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I do, too. Because sometimes you're playing with an idea that's kind of fascinating, but not good. Uh (laughs) Either, you know, you're like fixated on a technique or something, but it's not musical. And that Mm. happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, this is so nifty and then i listened to it a day later i'm like yeah it was purely nifty but not actually interesting yeah (laughs) yeah so um excuse me the the first two albums were both written during times as you say of intense personal change and um but now you are and this is sort of related to the last question but now i'm going to guess and say that you are in a place of sort of more general emotional stability where there isn't so yeah. much, uh, not that you were unstable before, but there's just not so much change happening. Um, what is your current relationship in that regard to music? Is there anything that it's, uh, it's a bit of an obscure question. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no, I I'm um, tracking with you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there something that feels different or maybe that's opened up something else for you i think that you know there's all artists i know have that fear that if their life is too easy they won't be able to create Mm. and i think you know most of us believe that that's not true Mm -hmm. but it still is a fear because oftentimes the things that we love that we've created in the past came out of some kind of struggle or Mm -hmm. suffering or like the conquering of the suffering and we don't, we don't want to live our lives in a way that create those moments. Um, you know, kind of want to be happy and have good friends and yeah. enjoy life. Yeah. Uh, so that's of course a fear. Um, you know, so I don't know what comes next. I think I still write a lot and something will happen. I, and I have a bunch of songs that were written a year or two ago and like, those are still feel fresh and relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing for me is I, I got into film scoring and like right after I finished recording and mixing this Next Town's Trees album, I started working on a film score with some friends and just finished that up a month ago. And that Fantastic. has been a really cool way to make music where 
it is a lot less personal emotion involves, but it still is like trying to draw out this the emotions of the art. And it's also mm-hmm. been a lot more collaborative where I've been working with the producers and the director and we like do writing sessions and review sessions and we're all kind of searching for something together. And I've really enjoyed that where it's not me sitting in a room trying to figure out what I feel and how to express it. Um, it's like, how do we make this piece of art really great? And yeah. it's a little more technical in that way. And I, I love that process. I feel like um, collaborative work can be so great. I feel like some of the 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 collaborative work that I have done has sort of um what's the word spurred or provoked or sparked maybe some of the 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 my favorite things that I've done because it uh-huh. it sort of triggers something else that you you wouldn't um be able to get to if you were just working by yourself you know it's yeah. like even if it's just oh someone else has this idea and then you suddenly hear a new kind of song in your head um, but also being able to, um, you're accessing other people's inner space in a way that creates yeah. a really beautiful way of, um, it causes a kind of a response in you that I find so satisfying. I totally agree. I, I'm loving that. And the, I guess the other part of that same story for me is that I, only recently put together a band it was actually right after finishing kind of the recording process for next town's trees and so now i've got a band and they're incredible musicians with their own way of approaching music and mm-hmm. i would like to bring them into the process more and bring other collaborators into the songwriting process so as i'm making new things that to get that engagement um and it's just for one, it's more fun mm-hmm. like, than being <laughs> alone trying to write records. And you, I think you just get a, actually a more accurate understanding of humanity when you get multiple voices in there. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. So on that note, um, you have a new band. And uh, you did mention that you're working on an EP. What what is in the future for you? What are, what are some other things you're excited about and working on? Yeah. So I recently switched careers and got out of my regular day job and now I'm running this recording studio um, on a day-to-day basis, which is great. It's like, gets me involved with music throughout the day um, rather than what I was doing before, which is like getting on zoom meetings, talking to people and, India like it was just very uh just I felt very disconnected from Mm -hmm. my day-to-day life then so that's that's one big change but for music projects I'm like I really want to tour and take the band and you know hit the west coast a little bit go to Salt Lake City and Denver and just figure out if we if we like that and what kinds Mm of audiences um really connect to what we're doing as a band um, I've loved performing. It's been so fun with those guys. So I, I want to keep doing that. And then I've got another film score I'm going to do this summer. And then I'm going to finish an EP sometime in the next year. Um, possibly two different EPs. 
because I basically I've got some songs that are going more of a folky direction and some that are more of a I don't really want to say pop but like more synth inspired mm-hmm. melodic things that have more percussion they're more pop oriented like chamber pop maybe oh um, chamber pop I'm, interesting yeah I'm thinking maybe this I'll split it into two EPs so that I don't have to try to merge them together uh-huh um so yeah, I've got a lot of projects that are going to come, and I'm hoping to just move faster. It's like I had it took me about three years to make each of those two albums, and that's fine when I had a day job, but it's just it's just not fast enough. Like huh. it means that by the time I'm finishing an album and releasing it, that those those emotions that brought it forward are like a couple of years away at least. Mm, um, okay. So you you end up yeah. feeling somewhat removed by the time the finished product is is done. Yeah. Okay. That makes which sense. is probably good for live because then I don't like cry <laughs> on stage, you know. But <laughs> um, it's yeah. I like I have so many new songs, and that's what mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about, and I want to keep keep those coming forward. Yeah. Keep that freshness. Okay. Well, um, and and for those uh, who listeners who are in the Treasure Valley in Boise, do you have any concerts coming up? Yeah, I'm going to play June 5th um, with Caleb Nichols from from Portland and Endless Atlas, who's a local artist here. Mm-hmm. Um, so June 5th at the Neurolux and then uh, July 10th also at the Neurolux with... Um, Nate Norton, who is a guy who used to live here in Boise, he's he runs um, Lounge on Fire, that really awesome band. But he's got a solo project, and he's going to be back in town. I'm going to play a show with him in July. So Great. those are the two upcoming, and then starting to schedule out some more for later this summer, too. Wonderful. Thank you so much for speaking with Thank me you. today. And congratulations on the new album. Thanks so much. It feels so good to have it out there. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Monday. Tune in.